we're doing a sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. Negative possibilities are multiplying as we speak. I'm sure I made a payment if it's about that bounce check. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Where's the Damn Sequel, the podcast about movies that were disenfranchised. It's been almost two years to the day, I think. Where Maybe did the it, damn time actually, go? Actually, it might be two years to the day since we recorded our first episode. Um, and I'm joined by our first ever guest here on the podcast. We're recording in the same building we recorded the first episode in. See, it's all worked out. I remember none of this. You don't remember recording the National Treasure episode upstairs? When you came to visit me in October, October 14th, 2017, today is October 16th. So Your we're first year in college. Two days off, yeah. Where did we sit? We were in the Mac Lab. And oh, I remember. Yeah. Two years and two days yeah. since we recorded the first episode. It's been a long time. We've done 50 episodes. You've been on probably like 10 or 11. And uh, today we're recording the podcast. Today we're recording an episode about the movie that supplies our theme song. Uh, the song is, of course, we're doing a sequel, and it is a song from the fantastic 2004 family comedy Muppets Most Wanted uh, directed by James Bobin and uh, starring Ricky Gervais uh, Tina Fey and a fantastic cast of Muppet actors so um, we wanted to do this film because it's the 50th episode and this film seems like kind of like the trademark film of the podcast in a way because we play a clip from it for the first 30 seconds of every episode. So it seems like an apt one to do. And also Shane has seen it and he's one of the only people I know who has watched Muppets Most Wanted, which is really sad because it's an amazing movie. But uh, It's been a while. I feel like you watched it on like Christmas Day on Orgy, right? I think that's that, when, pretty sure when you, yeah. that's when you texted me like Muppets Most Wanted is really good. And I was like, yeah, no shit. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't think I went out of my way to watch it. It was just on TV. It was on. I can't imagine you like going out of your way to watch Mobus Was Wanted. With that said. I might do it now. Well, maybe. But with that said, when we were in school and this film came out, we were in TY. This is uh, March of 2014. This movie came out. We were in TY. And I remember going to see it and being like, this is so... And the, the, the previous Muppets film from 2011, which we'll discuss a bit, is also really, really excellent. But Muppets Most Wanted is just fucking brilliant. It's so, so clever and funny and charming and i came into school and i told michael to go to see it and our friend former guest michael mcandrew uh surprisingly to me like got up and was like yeah i'm gonna go see that tonight and he hmm. went to see it and he loved it and he came in and told kian siggins that he loved it and then he went to see it as well and it was like one of the only times in school that i was able to persuade like two of my friends to go to see a film yeah that was like a family Disney puppet movie <laughs> that they wouldn't have seen. <laughs> that they otherwise. wouldn't have seen otherwise. Like it was not a you know Chris Nolan or David Fincher kind of yeah. like teenage boy friendly film. This was like a, a bizarre Muppet comedy, and I got guys to go to see it, and you liked it as well when you saw it. And it, how could you not? It is fantastic, and my dad loves this movie, and uh, my mother loves this movie, and a lot of smart people on the internet do. But unfortunately, it made very little money. Uh, kind of killed this Muppet franchise that was just starting to get going with these kind of postmodern take on the characters. Although the Muppets are inherently postmodern to begin with. But, and uh, yeah, it just sort of isn't the classic that it deserves to be in spite of, in my opinion, being like one of the best musicals of the last 10 years and one of the best family movies um, and just a great comedy uh, overall. So I, I'm glad that we're able to keep 
keep the spirit of Muppets Most Wanted alive on uh, Where's the Dime sequel every episode. And that's why today we're going to chat about it for a while. So Muppets Most Wanted was greenlit after the success of the 2011 Muppets reboot, which is called The Muppets, which is Jason Segel, Amy Adams. Have you seen that? It rings a bell. It's like Jason Segel, I I might have. Jason Segel and his brother, who is a Muppet, yeah. And Jason Siegel's girlfriend, Amy Adams, they travel to L.A. to visit the old Muppet studio, which is being torn down. And they have to help Kermit and the gang put on a show to raise money to stop an evil oil developer mm-hmm. from buying the theater and turning it into like an oil. See, I don't know pipe. if I've seen it or I've seen the trailer. You may have seen the trailer. I might have just it seen It is the great. It won an Oscar for the film Man or Muppet, the song Man or Muppet. Oh, Which is a fantastic good. ballad, uh, an existential ballad about uh, whether Walter is more man than Muppet and whether Jason Siegel's character is more Muppet than man. And ultimately mm-hmm. they decide that Jason Siegel is a Muppet of a man and Walter is a very manly Muppet. That song won an Academy Award mm-hmm. <laughs> as it deserved to. So they greenlit Muppets Most Wanted. It was meant to be called The Muppets dot 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 again and in the opening an inferior title uh, i think the muppets most wanted is better i know i prefer the muppets again really i think it's like a clever sequel thing the muppets again again and also the opening song of the movie yeah ends with it's the muppets again it's the muppets again okay it's the muppets again and the title comes up muppets most wanted yeah and you're like "Hmm." doesn't doesn't imply sequel Muppets Most Wanted doesn't imply Muppets Most Wanted, and this film is all about sequels and like it's quite a it's quite a smart take on what a sequel okay. is and yeah. should be and I think that Muppets Most Wanted is very generic and could have been made in 1994 and it could be like any, it could be a standalone yeah literally piece, any Muppet yeah. movie but this is a standalone piece this film has literally no link to the 2011 movie other than Walter still is around which is weird because it's the same director same screenwriters and same Mm -hmm. songwriters but there is literally no like jason siegel amy adams do not appear in this film the only connection is walter who is a a character originally created for the 2011 film he is still in this but not in a particularly significant role he just sort of blends into the troupe with gonzo fozzy etc he's just one of them despite not having any particularly distinct characteristics mm-hmm. other than being like nice and wearing nice sweaters. That's kind of all he does. Like he's just like a friendly, nice Muppet. But is he a Muppet version of Jason Segel? He's a, well, in the 2011 film, uh, he gets kind of, but he gets turned into a human at one point and okay. he's played by Jim Parsons from the Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It's a weird one, but yeah. like he, he's in Muppets Most Wanted, not in a particularly significant role, but Muppets Most Wanted, um, is uh, it has got new human cast who are Ricky Gervais plays a guy called Dominic Bad Guy, who is a uh, evil uh, sort of diamond thief, and he's also a uh, he poses as the manager of a fictional international talent agency, and his name is pronounced Dominic Badgy, and he is in cahoots with an evil uh, an evil Russian frog called Constantine, mm. who bears a striking resemblance to Kermit. And is able to impersonate Kermit and perform like a switcheroo whereby he infiltrates the Muppets so that he can tour with them and play concerts in venues that are suspiciously close to famous museums where there are artworks and diamonds for him to steal. So he kind of sneaks out during the performances to go and do his thieving while the Muppets are distracted. Mm -hmm. And uh, he... He's trying to impersonate Kermit for the Does Kermit film. get sent to a Russian POW yes. camp? Yes. Kermit spends the film in a oh. gulag, where okay. Tina Fey is the like main guard. Gulag, yeah. So the film's, half of this film is set in a Russian gulag, 
I repeat, this is a Disney kids film that came out yeah. four years ago. I completely forgot that. This I wasn't is, sure if that was real remarkable. or not. Yeah, so Kermit's in a gulag being shouted at by Tina Fey. Some of his fellow, uh, some of his fellow um, gulag inmates include uh, 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 what's Ray Liotta <laughs> and uh, Jermaine Clement and Josh Groban and Tom Hilson and James McAvoy. Generally people who in real life would be put in a Russian gulag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stanley Tucci is one of the guards. Ooh. Danny Trejo is in there. Um, oh, yeah. Till Schweiger's in there. So yeah, it's uh, half of them set in a Russian gulag. But then Constantine is infiltrating the Muppets, so he's trying to figure out how to do the best Kermit impression possible. Mm-hmm. And he does this by watching clips of the Muppet show and going, uh, hello, Kermit the Frog here. That's actually exactly what he sounds like. I, I'm pretty good at doing Constantine. And he, Constantine, the only difference, physical difference between them is that Constantine has like a black mole above yeah. his lip. So he like covers up the mole for the film. And then like it gets ripped off at the end when he gets unmasked. The big reveal. The big reveal. Unmold. But, um, Mold. So Tina Fey then plays uh, Nadia, the uh, high-ranking prison guard at Gulag 38B. And she has like a celebrity obsession with Kermit. So she has like a very strange like love-hate relationship with him. But um, there's some great songs performed within the Gulag. And then best performance in the film, in my opinion, the great Ty Burrell from Modern Family oh, yes. and National Treasure Book He's of Secrets, who was my favorite actor for many years up until this film came out. When this film came out, he was my favorite actor. And I was like, oh, yes, finally. And this was such a big payoff for me. He's so good in it. He plays Jean-Pierre Napoleon, a French Interpol agent. And he teams up with Sam the Eagle. And they have this like hilarious sort of culture clash detective adventure where he has a... Uh, he has these very Francoisms, and he's like, "I use a tiny little car and a giant badge, and all this." And he, and Sam the Eagle is like very uh, is like you know basically the eagle from the American symbol. He's so intensely uh, Americana that yeah. they have they clash, and it's very funny. And they're driving around a little tiny car, and it's just so fucking great. And the songs in this film are so so wonderful. Uh, is there a list of? The Muppets Most Wanted soundtrack, because I just want to talk for a minute about some of these songs. You have got in here, uh, we're doing a sequel, which is mostly performed by the Muppets, but also features Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett, and a weird reference to um, to the Seventh Seal. And then uh, you've got uh, I'm Number One, which is Ricky Gervais and Constantine, and that's a song about how Constantine and Ricky Gervais are vying for who is the superior person in their uh. criminal dynamic. And Rick Gervais and Constantine do some like tap dancing together. It's very, very good. And then you've got uh, a song called The Big House, which is Tina Fey's big song, which I'm not such a big fan of. Then there's a song that Constantine performs to woo Miss Piggy called I'll Get You What You Want, bracket, uh, cockatoo in uh, Malibu. And that is a really like quite touching like 80s traditional disco song that like sounds like a, like a Bee Gees song or an Earth Winning Fire song. And it's like, actually fantastic. Like I actually think it's a very, very stirring song. And then you've got Interrogation Song, which is just incredible, mm-hmm. which is Sam the Eagle and uh, Jean-Pierre Napoleon interrogating all the different Muppets. And I know the words of that start to uh-huh. finish. I'm not going to perform it for you now, but it's like, uh, you know. Last night at 10.02. Yeah. Sir, I got our doubts. And it's like, oh, it's so great. It's I like, remember that. Oh, and then it's like, and great, great song. And then there's a Celine Dion, Miss Piggy ballad, which I'm actually not fond of. And mm-hmm. I don't think of. There's a song called Working in the Coal Mine, which the Gulag inmates perform. Don't love that either. Then Josh Groban performs Together Again with the Muppets. And there's a version, it's like a penguin version of Moves Like Jagger with no lyrics. That's just the penguins sing. 
and there's a version of the Macarena, and Christoph Waltz gets like tortured during that. I think huh. he gets tortured during one of these. Uh, yeah, those are the songs on the soundtrack. Uh, it's a really great, I think, uh, interrogation song or Cockatoo in Malibu should probably have won the Oscar that year. But it has been too long since I've seen this. Yeah, you're not. It's not coming back to you. No, I remember everything you say, but I can't. You're just like I, I want to no watch input. this. It's yeah. Well, well, that sucks. Yeah, I guess <sighs> it's a great. It's a it's a great. Uh, Good thing we're doing a sequel to this episode. Yeah, exactly. It's called Where's the Damn Sequel? Where's the Damn Sequel? Sequel. Yeah. Where's the damn? No. Where's the damn? Where's the damn sequel? Sequel. Where's featuring? Where the girl, were there? Featuring where the girl. Feature, featuring the girl with the girl with the dragon tattoo tattoo. Oh yeah. With the worst of sequel. Hail Caesar episode. Yeah. So Muppets Most Wanted. Where's the sequel? So the problem with Muppets Most Wanted is that it didn't make very much money. Um, the first Muppets was marketed. It was a big like Thanksgiving. Yeah, the worst thing about like, this is no one liked it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's too cynical and it's too. I think it's like a little too like smart for its own good. I think like children did not see the appeal in a Ricky Gervais, Tina Fey Muppet movie. This yeah. is a this is a Muppet movie for like, there are people that have been making yeah. comedies yeah. rattles. Yeah, for like this is years. a Muppet movie for like the people who watch their TV shows. It is yeah. not intended for families. For thirty rock. The Jason Jason Siegel one was like like Amy Adams is like a. In, an, an actor who is quite popular with children mm. and mothers. You know, she is like enchanted and she's got a couple other family films. And it's like, you see Jason Siegel and Amy Adams, like, oh, this is a charming that came out at Christmas in America. It was very much like, yeah, good old Muppets. We love the Muppets, like nostalgia piece. Mm -hmm. Whereas Muppets Most Wanted is like this very bizarre, like witty comedy. Now, I just remembered something I haven't mentioned. Part of this film is set and shot in Dublin. They go to Dublin on their tour. Oh. And Hugh Bonneville shows up playing an Irish Times journalist. They do a show there. They do a show in Dublin. There's like three minutes of it set in Dublin. But yeah. Hugh Bonneville, there's an Irish Times front page about Constantine. Hugh Bonneville shows up as like a corrupt uh, Irish Times journalist that Constantine pays off. Huh. And they basically like pull into Houston Station. And then there's like an overhead shot of Temple Bar. And it doesn't say specifically where they are in Dublin. But there's like a couple minutes. There's no Dublin. bank robbery scene in Dublin. I don't think so. It's mostly in the train station. Is it mostly okay? in the translation? That's very odd. It's very odd they chose that. Very bizarre. Houston isn't a very no. pretty place. Not really. You just see the train and the yeah. platform. It's very weird. But yeah, no, it's a weird one. Uh, also, the idea that the Muppets would like come to Ireland and then get a train to Dublin like makes no sense. That's just not how it works. Geographically, that makes Where no sense. Where would they be coming from? It yeah. means they're either coming from the Cork, Cork, Galway, or Sligo. Like, I don't know. It makes know, no sense. Shannon get a bus to Galway. Maybe. Got the train. I don't know. It's very weird. Very um, yeah. yeah, this movie's like just it's a little too smart for its own good. And I don't think like parents were gonna take their kids to see Muppets Most Wanted necessarily. But then it also didn't do very well with like filmy people because it came out the week after or before, I'm not sure, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which was like a massive hit that everyone went to see. It would be like releasing Uncut Gems the same day as Joker. It would be like it's everyone who would have gone to see this because they were bored had a much more hyped film to go yeah. to see the same weekend and then they just forgot about it and didn't bother. Yeah. Like most of us is really good and there's a lot of people our age, like a lot of there's a lot of like millennials who would have gone to see it because it's like, oh Tina Fey and it's really smart and whatever. But then they all just went to see fucking Wes Anderson's great masterpiece, the Grand Budapest Hotel, and no one really bothered with this. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think this is a much better film. But anyway. Um yeah, Muppets Most Wanted grossed fifty one point two million in North America and twenty nine point two in other territories for a total of eighty point four million. <laughs> 
the budget was it a big budget? Film? <sighs> I'd say the the budget was fifty one, so like not a total catastrophe. But you have to make I mean, double, don't you really? To make we kind of have to make double, and the yeah. previous one had done much, much, much better, um, and didn't have like. Was there much hype around this coming out at the time? In my house, yeah, not anywhere else. <laughs> um, yeah, it opened. It was like, oh, this is the sequel to that big. Yeah, no, not really. It was like no. seen as its own thing. Yeah, it earned, even though it was the same director and writers earned four point seven in the opening day. Uh, it it opened second place to. I'll get to this in the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, tracking had said that it would do better. The head of Disney said it was disappointing. There was never a comparison between this and the sequel because the previous one had come out at Thanksgiving. Um, and the Muppets have been away for years. Was it generally critically well reviewed? Well, the film is seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. Uh, that's kind of a. Uh, while it may not reach the delirious heights of the Muppets, it still packs in enough clever gags, catchy songs, and celebrity cameos to satisfy fans of all ages. Hmm. Got a B plus cinema score, so audiences liked it pretty well. Uh, I think it's much better than the Muppets twenty eleven. I think the Muppets twenty eleven is like so. I did my list of the best films of the twenty tens. Yeah, I had this. I think at maybe thirteen or fourteen, mm-hmm. and I had Muppets twenty eleven at like twenty one. So they're both brilliant. They're both five star classics. Like they're both amazing films. But this is just like this is smarter. The first one is more sentimental. This is a smarter film. Uh, it was nominated for uh, 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 nothing, uh, nothing at all. Uh, kids awards. Okay, never mind. <laughs> right. Uh, so box office for. Muppets Most Wanted. Um, so it opened March uh, 2000 and, uh, 2014. opened on March 21st. And it opened second place in its opening weekend. Okay, so the film that opened in first, the film that opened March 11th, you're saying? Uh, March 21st, 2014. March 2014. 2014. So the film that opened in first place, it's a teenage YA movie. They made a bunch of these and then they stopped making them before they were finished. Oh... Really good. The, the the teen actors in the lead roles are really talented. They're really good actors, but these are not good movies. Uh, but they're good actors. They're good in everything else. Just this is a bad. Twenty fourteen. Oh, there's like there's I like three. There's like three of these. I was never into this. This is not one of my things. This was like post my interest. Was it based on like based on really a popular books? popular teen YA books? There's like they made three and then they just didn't bother making the fourth one. They just couldn't be arsed. Jeff Daniels is in the second one. I like Kate Winslet's in this. Like Kate Winslet is the end is on it? this. It was the biggest of these to come after the Hunger Games. It's not Maze Runner. It's the other one. Maze Runner finished. This, these ones they never finished. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I tell you the actors. No, because that's I. Sh- I'll either know it or I won't. Okay, Miles Teller is like the fourth lead. He's like he's in them, but he's not the star. Oh, I was going to say Fantastic Four, but I was not. <laughs> what? Tell me. Divergence. Shailene Woodley, oh. Ansel Elgort, Miles Teller. There's more than one. Kate then. Winslet, yeah, Divergent, then there's Insurgent, then there's Allegiant, and then they were going to do Ascendant, but they didn't bother. I haven't heard of any of them apart from Divergent. They're not good. Jeff Daniels is in uh, Are they bad? Insurgent. Have you seen them? The, I've only seen the first one. It is bad. Number two, Muppets Most Wanted with 17 million. Divergent yeah. did 54, so that's pretty big. March is a weird release time, is it? Very weird, because you can have, like, Black Panther is a February one, you know, like, but that they released Batman v Superman in March, and that did not do well. They released like, but like, well, yeah, March was, is weird. Is February release could be an Oscar release time as well. No, no, February's no. not for Oscar releases. No, no. February's like become big because of Deadpool and Black Panther, but February was never big 
for anything except romantic comedies. I suppose it's kind of but the Robert Downey the first meme of the year. Yeah, kind of the thing. Robert Downey Doolittle is coming out January seventeenth, and that's just like the worst release date a film can possibly have. Like if a movie comes out January seventeenth, it may as well star like Bruce Willis and Danny Trejo. It's so like trash yeah, and Lee Neeson. Like that's when those that's the kind of movie that comes out in January. It's just filler. Number three is also a Ty Burrell movie. He is the star of this. He is top billed on this film. It is animated. He plays the titular animal. Oh, no. (laughs) Who is, wears glasses. He kind of looks actually like you. He's like an animal version of you. Oh, no. (laughs) He kind of talks like you as well. Oh, no. Yeah, I think you, you have not seen this. You probably have not heard of this. It's it was number three. I quite enjoy this film. This film actually made a lot of money. This movie was number one the week before. What's it, the animal? It, it made a total of eighty-one million in three weeks, and it had a budget of one hundred forty-five. The animal oh, no. is the animal is two characters named in the title. Yeah, one of them is an animal. One of them is a child. The animal. Oh, I know it. The animal wears glasses. Yeah, the dog. Yeah, the do- black and white dog. Yes, red collar. That's him. What's the name? <laughs> Pete. Mm. Peanut and... No, you're close. No. Yeah. Not peanut. You're close. You're, no. you're, in, you're in the right area. PB. No, you're, you're getting there. You're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> you're getting there. Mr. Mr. Peabody Mr. and Mr. Sherman. Peabody and Sherman, yeah. And look at him. He looks like you. He's like a little dog, Shane. I said Pee-wee Herman. Yeah, Mr. Pee- <laughs> Mr. Pee-wee and Herman. Yeah. He looks like you. I like that film. That I'm film, like, make, if you cross the two of them, I it's guess. It's a good film. Yeah, they go traveling, they go time traveling. It's actually a good film. It is. It okay. shares, shares a lot of DNA with uh, The Boss Baby. Does it? Okay. Quite, quite similar. Yeah. Like, Tyrell is basically doing the same performances that Alec Baldwin and The Boss okay. Baby. Uh, okay, number four is a religious, big religious hit. Big, like, uh, you know, Christians are persecuted against. Inferno. Original. No, this is like a religious movie. This is like oh. only for Christians. No one else watches it. Big hit. Came out in Ireland, I think. Really? Very big hit. They made like five of these. There's like loads of sequels. Very famous title because they made like five of them. Big hit. Made loads Should of them. I know it? Not really. It's a meme. People make fun of it, but you might not have heard of it. It's called God's Not Dead. Never heard of it. It's basically a child comes to school and she says, my daddy says God is dead. And then uh, like the teacher like sues the dad or something. It's uh, like a lawsuit where they prove that God's not dead. I don't understand it. It's so weird. They made five of these. Is it like church produced it's like a it's like a christian distributor okay yeah like it's one of these like weird movies where like a, a righteous person has and this to, is number four in the box office. yeah this made a total of uh 64 million worldwide uh it stars uh uh, uh fucking nobody um <laughs> <laughs> all right probably greg Kinnear might be in it who knows he makes a lot of those number five is a weird oh number five is a really weird one okay number five is a sequel to like a really big film from 10 years earlier or from 2006 anchorman Oh. A was that twenty fourteen historical epic? Anchorman was twenty thirteen. Okay, this is so. This is a sequel to a really big, like fantasy historical movie that was really big in like two thousand six. This sequel was not directed by the. That film was directed by like a real director who was mm-hmm. you know well known. The sequel was not. It was made by nobody by a nobody. Some of the same actors, but not the main star, not the iconic main star. He's not in this. Born film. No, no, it's a historical epic. Oh, it okay. is like pre-guns. Pre-guns. It is like oh. ancient history. Very stylized, like a lot of it's weird mummy, special effects. Like, of, sound like a mummy convert. No, um, it's more like 
gruesome than that. It's very, this would be like 18 certificate, probably very like lots of violent killings. Hey, the original was directed by Zack Snyder. Oh, 300 rise of an empire. Correct. Rise of an empire. Rise of an empire. Number six, uh, is, uh, oh, this is a good one. Actually. It's a good one. one. Okay. Right. Hmm. What's the best way to phrase this? Okay. A video game adaptation. Yeah. Starring a uh, uh, starring a, a, a an individual who was in a thing that we watched like that or you didn't that came out last week, and this was like this person's gonna be a star, and then that didn't happen, and now the person is back doing their old shit again. Hmm. This is kind of like this was the kind of film we made fun of in TY without ever seeing that we would like make jokes about the fact that this is like does not exist. Based on a video game. Yeah. The name is real does, stupid. Does it have Mark Wahlberg? No. Okay. Michael Keaton is in this. Michael Keaton. He's like the, the ant, yeah. Huh. See, there's another fun game we could do on this sometime that another podcast does where they like read the cast list in reverse. Oh. They'd be like, and Michael oh, Keaton. Oh, you have to get it. And you yeah, have to yeah. wait how long you get until you okay, get the... that's good. Yeah. Will I do that with this? Yeah. Let's fucking so do it. So I don't it. think I'll get it anyway. Okay, let's do Should it. Let's is do it a big... Let's, let's oh, play that game. Yeah. It's not a big... No, they, they never made a sequel to it. Okay. So this is actually kind of where's the damn sequel potential if it wasn't boring and stupid okay so that's a video that's probably throwing me off i'm gonna read out the cast list in reverse order because everyone in this is famous okay well not really no not really okay just give me the start from cast all right we got all right we got we got uh we got michael keaton yeah dakota johnson rami malek ramon rodriguez scott mescudi Imogen Poots. Are you still going backwards here? Yeah. Imogen Poots is the female lead. Yeah. Dominic Cooper is the villain. Okay. And we're now we're now at number one. Aaron Paul. The film is called Need for Speed. Oh, yeah. And it's the only fucking Aaron Paul movie that ever, was ever made. How would you not think of it? <laughs> I just could think of it's Speed Mess. Oh, and... <laughs> We gotta say speed mess. <laughs> this is where speed mess came from. Yeah. This is a very big yeah, like yeah, Enda's yeah. Killian me movie. Yeah. Number seven I mentioned already on this episode. It's a like classic. It's a great film. Oh, Grand Budapest yes. Hotel. Number eight is uh the real kind of like January action movie garbage that I just was talking about. One mm. of the one of those ones with a big star that you know. And when I say big star, I mean big. A big tall fella. Tall, so tall, in fact, so tall, in fact, that he played our own country's tallest, famous tall person in a film in the 1990s. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's in it. This is one of those Taken Two or something. No, it's it's, this is a a standalone. Oh, it's actually decent. The train one came out last year. No, not the train Um, one. Close enough, though. What if it wasn't on a train? What if it was on a play? It's like Air Marshal or something. Nonstop. Nonstop was last year. No, this is the nonstop. commuter. This is nonstop. Oh, yeah. The commuter is the train one. Yeah, okay. okay. I've seen nonstop. I uh, like nonstop's that. pretty good. Lupita Nyongo and Julianne were there in it. There was and some weird ending. Corey, Corey Stoll is the villain. I and think. like nothing happened in the end or something. I, I saw like the end of nonstop. Number nine is animated. Okay. And it's pretty good. And it was a huge, huge, huge hit. And they've made like five of these in the last Since. five years. Yeah. Most of them are spinoffs, though. Most of them are like the name of the movie with an extra word added. This is hmm. the Lego movie. That's a bit, 
Oh, yeah. Also in this box office, we have got The Monuments Man, oh, which fantastic. does not exist. No. I saw that in the cinema opening day with my mom. We hated it. Then we got Frozen, which is still hanging around from last November. We got Ride Along. There was, there's another film I associate with Monuments Man. They both came out at the same time. Yeah. Like, 12 Years a Slave, The Nut Job, American Hustle, Robocop, Gravity, Philomena, Wolf of Wall Street, Nymphomaniac, Volume 1, Dallas Buyers Club. There's some good films. The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, Catching Fire, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, Her, August Osage County, Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Thor of the Dark World, Book Thief. 2014, it just went all uphill from there. Mm, these are all 2013 movies. Though. Yeah, I know, but there was a good stretch there. Uh, yeah, this was a great year. I mean, this was the year of Boyhood, Interstellar, Whiplash, Birdman, Birdman and What's Most Wanted. Tomorrow. And Gone Girl, and Grand Budapest, and Frank, and like a movie. a lot of good films. Really, there was like 12 excellent yeah. films out here. Best year of the last decade. Probably, yeah. By far. Thank you for tuning in to the 50th episode of Where's the Damn Sequel? 50. What's your favorite episode, Shane? Um, I mean, the Fallout episode kind of stands above as like but the excitement no, levels. The excitement levels are so high that it's kind of the best. Like, it's a very emotional episode, but from mm. a quality standpoint, it's absolutely terrible. Mm, what's like, the best we, from a quality standpoint? Like, I mean, I don't know. I think, the, I think our interse- interception. Interception one? Inception ones are pretty good. Eh, they're okay. I think we make a, more points than... Mm, I think... If I had to give someone one episode to listen to, I think maybe The Cat in the Hat with Brendan and Rob. Yeah. I think that's like really... Men in Black was okay. Men in Black with Michael's pretty good. I think The Cat in the Hat with Brendan and Rob is kind of sums up the spirit of the show, which is like me and Rob are getting hysterical about this really stupid film and Brendan thinks it's awful. (laughs) And that that episode is one hour long. It is our longest episode. I haven't listened to that. Oh, it's great. It's one hour long. It's very good. We we do the... the, um, Spies in Disguise game where you uh, play the trailer yeah. and pause it. It's a great episode. I would recommend anyone to check it out. Is that coming out at all? Spies in Disguise at Christmas. Oh, really? It's the okay. final Fox movie ever. Oh, Disney bought it? Yeah. It's the final Fox movie before, like, the thing happened. So it's the last one that, like, <sighs> Disney have not produced. Last Fox animated movie ever. Uh, so, yeah. Spies in Disguise. We know we love our foxes. Thanks for tuning in. We'll definitely do an episode of Spies in Disguise. Uh, we actually might not. It might be stupid and boring. Gemini Man's also at this week. Another weird Will Smith movie. So. I gotta go see Weirdly, that. Weirdly, check said it's better Joker. Uh, yeah, I think it probably is. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to see it. I'm interested. Thank I'm you for tuning in. Joker uh, no, we'll be back soon. <laughs> I'll read my review on LewdMedia.com. Thank you, Shane Kelly, for joining us. Visit the podcast, social media, and tune in soon for episode 51, which is probably gonna be School of Rock with Lauren Conway, but I'm not really sure. Ooh. It could be fucking anything. Who knows? I'm looking forward to that. One. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Bye bye.